Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. In light of what this community has been going through collectively, we'd like to address some of the things that have come up that have to do with the psychology of the present moment. So I'm Rebecca McEnroy, joined this morning by just one guy on your head because Bob is out of town. Dr. Art Markman, thanks for hanging out today. Yeah. Events like the ones of the last couple of weeks create a lot of stress for us because they are unpredictable, both in terms of not really knowing what's going to come next and not knowing why, which means we can't reason about what we what our response should be, what we should do. Give us a little bit of information about how to deal with the stress, even if we don't make sense of it. Yeah. So one of the things we have to recognize is we're going to look for reasons. And so... We're going to latch on to things that seem like they might be good reasons, whether they have anything to do with what's going on or not. So while the bombings were still going on, there, were, there was lots of information that came across various people's news feeds, and people latched onto that, and you would hear people discussing things, some of which later turned out not to be true. So we latch onto pieces of information, and we look for pieces of information that will that might provide some kind of explanation whether they matter or not so for example uh, we were talking with station director Stuart Vanderwilt uh, out in the hallway earlier today and he asked a very important question which is why is the media uh, talking a lot about the fact that the bomber was homeschooled and the answer is well you're looking for some explanation for a low probability event that is, there are many human beings on the planet. Few of them are serial bombers. So you can't explain a person's behavior with something that everyone does because not everyone does the thing that this person did. So what could be going on? So you begin to look for things that are unique. But you also look for things that are unique and a little ambiguous so that you can create a causal story around them. So if you were to say, you know, he had this particularly unique hair type, you'd think, okay, but I don't really see how you get from that to placing bombs all over the city of Austin. But you say homeschooled, well, that's a very ambiguous piece of information. Now you can run through lots of potential explanations in your head and construct a story that weaves together various elements of what happened in a way that can make you feel as though you had an explanation. What advice would you, would you give to people, some people who are grieving the loss of loved ones right now because of this? Um, is there some way to deal with a, an event that is so violent and terrorizing and the loss of a loved one from that? Is there a way to help to make sense of that mm. that's different than grieving? It is unimaginably difficult to lose someone close to you without warning and without explanation. And what you see in families who go through tragedies is it's an extraordinarily stressful event and one that requires a lot of work to get beyond and, and often places a tremendous amount of stress on the family members. That kind of stress is felt to a lesser extent by the rest of an affected community because the, the safety 
the bubble around that community has been shattered, has been broken. And, and we see this in the grieving in Parkland after the shootings there. And, and in Austin now, Austin has always treated itself as a much smaller town than it really is. We, we don't like to admit to ourselves that we're the 11th largest city in the United States. And so we don't think of ourselves as having urban problems. And, and this kind of event, this random violence, brings home that, that we are, are a, a, a diverse city with lots of different kinds of people in it, not all of whom mean to do good to us. And we have to come to grips with the fact that we are living in a real city with, with, real, with the kinds of problems that can come along with that and, and to find a way to, to grapple with that. And that's going to be an ongoing conversation. And I thought it was very interesting uh, listening to, to KUT the morning after the death of the bomber that Mayor Adler talked about the importance of getting to know your neighbors. Many of us don't know our neighbors that well, and that's another symptom of a fast-growing urban environment. And I thought that was a, a, an interesting point that the mayor made and one that, that I think has some real psychological benefits to it. One thing about that that I read was that we are more likely to trust someone who has asked us for help than we are to trust someone who has helped us. So when we ask someone for help, that person is, you know, that bond is, is greater. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, putting, allowing yourself to be in a vulnerable position and to ask your neighbors for help and how important that is? Yeah. I mean, uh, we, it is, it's very hard for people in general to ask for help uh, in, in this culture. We, uh, we're, we are, we've talked about on previous shows, we're an individualist culture. We, we prize great people who do great things, people who pull themselves up by their bootstraps. But in fact, um, it, it, it requires a lot of assistance to do what we do in our lives. Some amount of that assistance is behind the scenes, the things that our government does to make the roads work and to make sure water comes to our homes and things like that. But every once in a while, we really do need someone else's help. And, and in order to ask for help, you have to be willing to admit a certain degree of powerlessness over the circumstance that you're in. And when you do that, one of the things that that does is to bring you closer to other people because in that moment, someone realizes that they have a stake in your future. And, and so reaching out when you need that help not only benefits you in that moment in that you may get the assistance you need, it actually strengthens the bond that you have with the people around you because now they have a vested interest in your future success. They helped you. They now want to see you succeed. On the Two Guys on Your Head podcast, you'll find additional information from Art on how to talk to your children about the tragedy. You can listen back to this show and our entire archive wherever you get your podcasts or at KUT.org. David Alvarez is our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.